If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville, and welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast right here in VCE Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. We've got somebody with us at the table today. We'll introduce him in just a second, but always to my right in his clothing line, the GOAT family of brands, the Empire. Empire. Rode up in the Sprinter, doing so much to change the world on a daily basis. My good friend Tyler Burnett. Tyler, we're glad you're here with us today. So I enjoyed my ride with, with you, you up and ride with you back. I'm looking forward to that. And to the far left, we're in the home team T-shirt. It's the home team. Cheering on the home team, Dev Digital. Yes. We've got uh, the calming force to our show. The guy that's able to handle tension better than anybody else that I've ever met by asking questions. That's what the calming force is. The LinkedIn Whisperer, my good friend, he has a first and last name. It is John Byers. John, so glad you're here today. Thank you. It's good. It's hard to kind of work around these these microphones. And then to the to my immediate left here, my good friend, CEO of our friends, the home team over at Dev Digital. They do all things digital, create new energies. In healthcare, downtown, music scene, sports scene, education, so much that they impact Nashville in such a powerful way. When I think of them, I think of energy. Mm-hmm. Brian Huddleston, Brian, thanks for being here with us today. And we're gonna we're gonna just pick right back up where we teased you last week in the three pillars conversation. But well, he teased us. Yes, we we, we didn't. Brian tease gave him. a little tease. <laughs> yes. But I am gonna share a goat that I was very sad to not share last episode because. Uh, we this episode is to honor Brian as as our guest and Dev Digital, and you know, the digital age would not exist if it weren't for our good friend and inventor of the internet, Al Gore. <laughs> so that is that is my nod oh. to. Uh, to really represent the home team T-shirt today. A slight tongue in cheek. Yes. Tilt of the head. Yes. Al Gore for for the creating the internet that, I, that allows Dev Digital to do so well. Well, that and so much more. But we'll we'll do that in episode seventy four, right? <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll get into all the contributions yeah. that he's going to be on that episode that, that they made at, at that point in time. Um, Tyler, do you have a goat for today? I'm staying far away from anything <laughs> <laughs> after that goat. Well, I'll take I'll I'll build off of Brian's comments from part one, and if you haven't listened to part one, you should go back. There's a guy named Robin Sharma, and oh, and what he's, he's good. yeah what he says is that clarity uh, precedes mastery. Mm-hmm. Mm. And when I thought about you saying, "Hey, I, I took some time for myself, walking and thinking about." And being intentional about how I want to develop my people, how I want to spend my time, the decisions that I've made, the mistakes that I've made, all those things that run through our head as leaders on a daily basis, right, is, is that idea of that clarity precedes mastery. And for me, what I have figured out in, in the time that I've spent with other people and myself is that the first 90 minutes of every day are the most important 90 minutes of the day. 
and that how you spend those 90 minutes will set the trajectory for really the rest of, set the trajectory that. for the rest of the day and so those were the two takeaways uh, for me in thinking about your comments that clarity precedes mastery and, and the, the first 90 minutes are the most important to to me and how I set my trajectory for the day so we appreciate you taking the 90 minutes to spend with us today and look forward to continuing the conversation and I know that we like to pack them up in three, right? We serve it up in a way that you can get it. We do. That's number one. Number two, it's about the uh, t- 20s get in the game. 30s move up in the game. 40s stay in the game. 50s, we ask ourselves, what is it our re- What is it that we really want? Our research tells us that. And then it's about the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And we're going to share some of that with you today. The GOAT is easy to see in sports. It's people that are recognized for their greatness. What they do elevates everyone else around them. But in business, it's people that compete on perspective, unique perspective. Unique education and unique experience. Experience. Thank you. Golly, had a moment there. All right, I got you, buddy. You Thank were you. just distracted by this beautiful swag. Yes. This goat swag. Yes. Well, the, and what the swag does is it creates new levels of uh, opportunity and new levels of energy. So, and new levels of challenge. So, we're glad you're here with us today. Glad to be here. And uh, I'll let you step into that and keep no, moving forward. No, I. I, I mean, I. Somehow we've got to be able to show the audience Brian's beautiful goat socks that he wore today. That's um, right. How can we do that? They're Dave, amazing. Davey, can we get a shut? Can we get a close up of these socks? Look at, there. Look at that. Wow. I mean, and he's still stretching yeah, in his forties. Fantastic. 40s. Look at him. We got to get. Um, we got to get Jr. to make us some socks too. Yes, we do. Those are cool. So I'm going to just turn it right over, Brian. You started sharing with us about and and one of the things that I remember about a conversation we had a few months ago, right around the time you were starting with Dev Digital, was around these three pillars. I would love for you to share that with the audience and the world, our our global audience, and let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, kind of tee that up. I just started at Dev Digital. It was my uh, kind of the introductory call to the team. And you want to keep that short and concise, but yet try to pack in kind of some vision uh, about uh, an expectation about where the team should go. Mm. It's also hard to do that very new to an organization because you don't know a whole lot about it, right? You, you need several months to be in place to say, hey, these are our competencies. Here's, here's who our perfect audience is. Here's who we need to be focused in and, and delivering fantastic services to. But in understanding the business, you can still come up with, with hey, what what is it that, you know, right now, given the knowledge that I have, will determine success for us? Mm-hmm. So that kind of tees up mm-hmm. uh, what I came up with. And that is, in looking at the business, there's, there's three pillars that will help us define success. The first is customer first. Second is operational excellence. And the third is one dev digital. And I'll break each one of those down. First is customer first. Customer first is, is, is doing what's right by the customer. And so in some cases, you may need to give up business or potentially fire a customer or even point them to a competitor or someone else that's out mm. there. Um, you need to follow up with them. Um, always put the customer's interest first. And if you do that in the right way, you're giving back to that customer, right? Yeah. You're, even though we're offering a service for a cost, but you're giving to the customer to help them out. And so putting the customer first in, in a situation is number one. Number two is operational excellence. And we talked a little bit about this on the last episode, which is excellence is not really hard. It seems like it's this almost unattainable thing, but it's not very hard. Excellence is really over the next five minutes. And if you stack up enough five minutes over enough period of time, 
then then you've achieved an hour a day a week a month a year you've achieved a week of excellence mm. but looking at it in a year's time frame it's hard to think about being excellent for an entire year it's hard to think about it for a month or a quarter or a month or a week or a day even an hour it's like how can i be that focused for that long really what focus what you can do is say for the next 5 minutes i'm going to be excellent yeah that's good and so, in operationally, how do we run the business in a way that's operationally excellent and uh, being <clears throat> um, being smart with where we have in our expenses, being smart with how we spend our time, being really great in our processes that we have? How do we deliver operational excellence? The third piece is one dev digital. And so, we've got customers, how we operate, but what about our people? And when it comes to our people, how do we develop the right people? How do we put the people on the team how do we support the people on the team, work together, have a very high level of accountability to the team, um, and, and really create a, a, a rock-solid team that's going to deliver the best services for our customers. And, I, and, and I'll even add on to that, so that each person on the team achieves meaning. Like, how can we take what we do at Deb Digital and take someone's unique abilities and turn those into meaning for that particular individual? And I'd say the last component of that is in the given communities that we operate in, how can we also be, therefore, take someone's um, unique abilities, provide meaning to them, and then also make a huge impact to the community that we're in. And so that's being all together in one, hence one dev digital as an overall team that's achieving the goals for the company. So let me, uh, <clears throat> I loved hearing you walk through that, and I think I got things from it that I didn't get the first time, and I know a little bit more about Dev Digital today than I did a few months ago when you started. In fact, I, I know a couple other team members that you have over there, and was recently in a kind of a roundtable setting with one of your uh, leaders there, and she shared about Amanda shared about no meeting Thursdays, and I was in a in a room with fifteen other people that like big time you know, international companies were sitting in that room and they, they loved what she shared about that. And I thought it was so cool. And so as you talk about how do we develop, attract, retain, so each person finds and achieves meaning, like I'm seeing that happen with you and your team. And it's really cool. So maybe you want to talk more about no meetings Thursdays, <laughs> but I thought that was a really fascinating piece. And so many others just kind of attached to that and loved it. Why Thursday? It's the way it worked out. Oh, okay. That's the easiest way to put it. Um, What's well, so the beginning me, of the weekend? I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, they said they don't want – if so here, here was what I interpreted from that, Tyler. She said, I, if, if people feel like if it's Friday and I don't have a meeting, then I may have to wait until Monday. And then if it's Monday, then I may need to have other stuff going on then. But Thursdays kind of sits right there. It's not the end of the week. It's right before. And so there was some great – but it's it's counterintuitive, right? The way the way we're taught in Western world in terms of management is that meetings are how things get done, and at the end of the day, what holds people up from getting things done are two things: managers and meetings. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and, and it's it's the clarity break. Yeah. yeah. So you have to have. I think you have to have a right balance, right? So you need to have a day where you can get together and get work done, get everybody on the same page, right? And I think part of that, those three pillars, and the other. One other note to that is you have to have an opportunity to tell your vision, talk about what it is that people need to be doing, and you have to repeat it 
over and mm-hmm. over and over and that. over and over again. You, you just have to do it. So yeah. you have to have meetings. But you can also space them in a way such that they're more efficient. And you also put things in place like having an agenda, uh, having preparation for the meeting. Start, stop. Start, stop. You start you on time, prep, you stop you on preparation. time. preparation. Yeah. Preparation. <laughs> so you, you have to have those things in place. And then where no meeting Thursdays came up was we looked at our calendar. We did not have meetings on Thursdays. And we just kept it that way. Now, there's meetings between our team and our customers because there's sure. constant yeah, contact. Yeah, yeah. On internal. But there's yeah. not an internal meeting. And, really good. And you can be really – I think with that you get, you know, a break to where you don't have to have anything like that. And it gives people the – you know, one of the things I say is we have the, we give our customers the freedom to build. Internally, it gives our, our people the freedom to do what they need to do right then. They, need, they have time to get caught up. So I love the, the the idea of having like no meetings in that day, and she's a rock star. So we're we're very she happy to awesome. have her on our team. You know, meaning is something that that when we did the pre call for the show was something that was important to you and continues to be important. It's based a lot on, uh, I think, your relationship with your dad and, and how you how he taught you the value of work and why work is important. Um, one of the, the concepts that I've always focused on is something called gainful employment. And gainful employment is a psychological term where you find meaning and purpose and contribution through the work that you do. I always knew that I wanted to coach and teach from a very early age, uh, and both my parents were coaches and teachers, so it's probably not a surprise that I want to do that. Um, How do you intentionally build that meaning and purpose and contribution into your leadership? And, And then, more importantly, I think that, Sometimes we make all this way too complicated. How do you keep it simple in the sense that you talk about really there's three things. There's, there's who is our audience, what is the, the competencies that we have, and then how do we serve them? Mm-hmm. And so how do you keep that meaning and purpose and contribution are these very deep ideas. How do you simply build that into the DNA of, of the organization in a way that's, that's served up in a way that they can get it? Yeah, so first off, it, it starts with those three pillars. And you have to tell people these are the things that are – or the people on your team, these are the things that are important to us, yeah. right? You have to you have to start there. Yeah. But then you also have to be an example for that. Right. And you have to – I think you ha- you can't sit in your office, be outside all the, the whole time. You have to do this good blend of, of not what I would call meeting people, but also but getting to know them outside of – of hey, did you get this TPS report done? Or right. referencing an earlier <laughs> I love podcast, yes. uh, TPC, TPA, and right. the TPS. How, did you get this other thing done? But but really, kind of diving deeper, and I think particularly for the leaders of the company, they need to do that first with their direct reports. All right, so you have to go to each one of your direct reports, understand what, why are they there? What do they get out of, you know, each minute that they're there or a year that they're there? Is it a paycheck or is it something more than that? I, I think mm. that, I think that um, most people that I that I engage with or that has either worked for me or that I've worked with, they get a bigger meaning than just saying, "Hey, I've, I collect a check a couple times a month." You know, yeah. It's how I've grown somebody. It's how I've helped somebody. Or, hey, this gives me the opportunity to go do things outside of work. I can, yeah. I can, I can go. Uh, you know, be a part of my church. I can go be a part of the community. I can go do something else. And I think, I think you have to be able to empower, power that. So I think first you have to do it with your direct reports. 
Then on the skip levels, you also have to do that with them as well, not as deep as the direct reports. And I think I, I don't know if it was this episode or the earlier one, but we talked a little bit about Tom Peters and his you know excellence. Well, the other thing that he comes into is where you really want to put your emphasis on training is in the frontline managers because they're the ones who are dealing with the people who are interacting house. with your 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 team, right? Yeah. So if you have an investment in front frontline managers and put that in, so you ask how do you put that meaning in there? Right. You also have to instill that not just on the leadership team, but as you have folks that are between you and the frontline managers, you also have to have a process internally of putting that into the frontline manager team, yeah. So that they're they're doing that to their you know their reports, and they feel like they have permission to do that. That's right, and and that kind of comes back into culture of the whole company because if you're not doing that as a leader or people on the leadership mm-hmm. team, it doesn't filter down all the way through it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, I appreciate you sharing the three pillars. Mm-hmm. I think it's something, whether I'm talking about my business, obviously, or my family or whatever I'm doing, I think that's something I can incorporate, which are always the best lessons for me. So thank you for sharing those with us. So one of the other ways that we honor our guests is we talk about this topic that, that dates back to episode one, Jerry Maguire, when he writes his, at the beginning of the movie, he writes his mission statement. It's not a memo. It's right. a mission statement. And he, in the name of that mission statement is the things we think and do not say. And so we really like to dive into this topic with our guests. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, if you talk about certain things in your life, you get emotional. Maybe that's where we want to take this. And uh, like the guy, the interviewer in Jerry Maguire, where every time he interviews somebody, we, you know, he has the box of tissue there. I don't know. Who knows where this is going to go? But sometimes we have questions. This sometimes is bother, This is bothering John. That go. Maybe he needs the tissues. Sometimes I do. I do. Oh, he's getting you today. So I, I can take it, and I, I need to be got to. You do. I agree. So where are we going? Things we think and do not say. Lead us, lead us through. All right. So my first gig out of college, I worked for Brian Mang. I had another manager, but then worked for Brian Mang over at Ingram Industries. And uh, great guy. And I was in my 20s. Mm. I didn't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> I can argue that now. I know a little bit more. I know yeah, this yeah. much more. Yeah. But I didn't know anything. And Brian gave me this, this unbelievable phrase. <laughs> that I could think about all the way through. He says there are three things that are the hardest things for people to say. Those three, thing, three things are, I don't know, I need help, and I was wrong. They're yeah. the three hardest things that people say. They think it, but it's very hard for them to get it out. Yeah. And one of the things that I try to do is say, I don't know. I try to say I need help, and mm-hmm. I try to say I was wrong. And I also try to put that into the folks on the team, right? Hey, it's okay to say these things because it helps get it out there into the open. You're not showing weakness by not saying it, but you're not, adva- but you're not showing weakness, but you're also not helping your ha- yourself out in advancing because you're not saying it. And I think that that happens in I'll kind of – but this broad, more broad than just work. I think it happens in our. Prof- I think this is true in our professional environment, but I also think it is personal. Mm-hmm. So marriages, friends, sure. mother, father, you know, child, children. 
um, I think we have to be vulnerable enough and open enough and transparent to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I can't do this. I need help. And to me, that's things that people think and do not say. God, wow. That's so true. You that's nailed really it. Good. You really did it. it. I tell no you tissues what. tissues needed. Where, where, <laughs> well, hold on. I'll tell you where it where it took me, and this was the first. And I think. Are you was, finally going to apologize to me? Okay, never mind. Never mind. We'll do that. We'll know. do that off camera. Need to know. That'll be in the outtakes. That'll be in the outtakes. So I, it took me. We had a recent episode where we talked about this book, Adam Grant, where he talk where he talks about. Um, the book's called Think Again, and it that book never got me more excited about being wrong because of the opportunities that are there for us to learn and grow and improve and update our our beliefs, not necessarily our values. So this that's a great book. Think and Again? It, it's called Think Again, Adam Grant. So I, I thought of that. And then the second thing I thought of is, so I have four kids and my oldest, who's 15, and we really – struggle there's tension in our relationship frequently <laughs> and i certainly play a big part in that right and I, it holds you apart and it keeps you together yes and i have had conversations with him saying because my parents got divorced when i was 11 and my dad was never really there even prior to that but i remember having conversations with my oldest son saying i don't know how to do this like this is my first time right just that raw vulnerable it's true. And I hear some people say, oh, you shouldn't do that because that just creates blah, blah. No, whatever. This is me, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know how to do it. I think it's important for you to know we're learning to do this together, right? And and by, by not knowing whether it's parenting a 15-year-old or fill in the blank, right? Like, I'm learning this along the way. So I love what you shared. And I think, again, the best lessons for me translate in multiple areas of our lives, business, personal, family, relationships. I don't know. I need help. I was wrong. Yeah, that's good. I like your idea. We're doing this together. Get them to give you the feedback about it. Yeah. And, and it's scary. And yeah. I, I just did this with one of the folks on the team who's kind of having some struggles and stuff. I won't go any more detail than that, but <clears throat> and I did it at the very beginning of a of a fairly significant conversation, hour and a half, two hours, where we dove deep into, hey, how 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 are we where we're at, right? And I said, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not trained in doing this, and I think it just got it out there that enables vulnerability and trust, yeah. and I can I can see the impact of that. So that led to the conversation, which has led, which has led to what I would consider a, a remarkable change. Yeah. And and let's just say I showed up and I go, hey, I know exactly how to do this. Mm-hmm. You need to do that. I mean, it would have totally turned that the wrong way. Absolutely. Right? And so you can see it right then, just like yeah. you do in your son, right? I mean, Well, and the fear <laughs> I had going into it is that I would – You'd lose control. I, I, I would look weak or that I, that – he would throw it back in my face at some point. Remember, Which is a real fear. Remember? Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. You said it, not me. Remember yeah. that? But it hasn't happened. Like, it for, it was like what had to happen for us to to, to connect. Yeah. That's hard. And, and I, one other thing with that is I think that when you do something like that, what you're doing is you're stretching yourself out, right? You're, you're taking yourself into a place that's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And you're actually um, – pulling yourself a little bit further along and by taking a chance 
let's call it a chance. I think by, by doing that and taking a chance and being vulnerable like that helps you grow as an individual and as a person so that you're better equipped and accomplished to do yeah. other things on down the line. And well, it forges the relationship. That's right. Well, it, there, there's no doubt about it. There's several, there's several guarantees in life. One of them is that we're going to let ourselves down. Another one is that people that we lead, they're going to let us down. And so you got one of two choices. The easiest thing to do is just to show them the door. The hardest thing to do is to get in, to look under the hood, and find out why. Yeah. Find out what's going on with them. And I think that's the difference between the vulnerability-based trust and performance-based trust. And there's exponential growth in what you talked about there. Personally, for them, for us, for yes, our company, for family, everybody. whatever we're talking about, right? There's yeah. exponential growth when you lean into that. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're growing a per- like you're so – my, where I am now, it's more about growing people. It's not. Um, it's about building something, putting into people, seeing them transform and and Change. and go from where they're at to reaching a full potential that's that's significantly unbelievable, right? So my my takeaway for today is I'm going to find somebody, and I could probably find about 48 people uh, within an hour of leaving here. And tell them today, I don't know, mm-hmm. I need help, or I was wrong. I'm going to text you later tonight. Please say, do. Hey, hey, how many people did you do Please that do. Well, and and then, I want to encourage our audience to do the same. Right. Well, and then use them all together in the sentence. John, I need help. I was wrong. <laughs> and I don't know. What to do? <laughs> what to do? I yes. mean, the real challenge is can you use them all together? I think I'm in. I, I, think I that, will take uh, that challenge. I think that if you have leaders in your company, they're going to be competitive. And they're going to be driven. And I think if you go into the conversation with something that you're over them, it's going to be natural to get a competitive response. And so I like I, I like how, I like how you said that that you really just open up and just say that we're doing this together, and I want to get better in this moment, and I want you to get better in this moment. And how do we do it together? Because without you, you can't be successful, and without me, you can't be successful. Right. And let's, you know, throw they say three chords is is stronger, you know, wound together than anything else. And I've got to grow my team. I mean, my turf is not, you know, I can't, it's can't really go get another turf guy. It's not, there's not many opportunities for that. And so specialized skill set. Yeah. We have to really grow together in in that, uh, in that phase. And I think a lot of my guys think, just think about turf and I want them to think about the whole picture together, the whole pie and the customer interaction and how we get the products and why we use what products we use and why we clean up every day and, and while we do all those things, it's all making that whole relationship better. And it takes more than just being good at turf because you can just, you can be really good at one thing, but you, if you can, if you're just a little bit bad at the other, somebody may not care how good you are at turf. You kind of need to have a little bit of everything. So, so many good, good nuggets here. So many good nuggets. So we're going to, as we wind this thing down, one of the final ways we honor our guests, Brian, we would like to, to sneak in just a little bit more deeper, peeling off another layer of the Brian Huddleston onion here. And we're going to ask you to share five songs from the top of your playlist. Raw, unscripted, you got to do the first five. And then once you read those off, we want to see what that might say about you. Okay. So I did playlists. Is that Got good? It. Is that good? It's perfect. The first one I have is my training playlist. Uh, so okay. whenever I'm uh, uh, doing weight training, that has Skillet, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, 
Yes. Maybe a little bit of Nickelback, if I could say that. Oh, that's not allowed. Yeah, there no, you go. Yeah, no. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that, that that same playlist is the one we play to our soccer matches to get uh, to get. Makes uh, sense. The, I like it. The, the soccer players in the car all jazzed up. Uh. Right. Second is uh, Morgan Wade, Reckless. Uh, she is a uh, up and coming. Uh, Outlaw country artist, fantastic. Okay. If you haven't listened to her, go listen to that. Then I have Robert Earl Keane Jr. Absolutely. I'm like a little uh, uh, Americana yes. music. Yes. Uh, there is a group in town called Our Vinyl. They they record sessions of um, of live sessions of up and coming artists. Yep. So I have a playlist that I call uh, uh, Our Vinyl Smooth. It's a Kind of a smooth playlist, get you going with things. Yeah. And the last one is my playlist that I curated and created myself mm. called Marvel the World. Marvel the World. And what's on there? Talk to us there. Britney Spears. I'm a little embarrassed by this, but I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. It's your journey from... So, it's just all Nickelback? Nope. <laughs> it is taking from the Avenger movies, one of the top songs in each one of them. Wow. And putting them together in a, like a four-hour playlist. So you've got uh, like the top songs of each one of those movies. Hey, folks, that playlist <laughs> will be up on our website and the website uh, of Dev, Dev Digital I by mean, this afternoon. Okay, okay. you, you got to walk me through how you came to this moment because here's what I'm thinking. You know, you, you get to those movies, right? And the, and the good guys always win, right? It's, it's hard, but at the end, they, the good prevails. So wh- where in your mind did you say – at some point in the future, I'm I'm going to need this playlist <laughs> that is so takes me to such a place that I know the good is going to win. What's the background? So on that's that? a that's a, a, a great question. When I so you think oh he plays that once a year? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> maybe like once, once every two or three days. I mean, every time you're not listening to the Goat Podcast. So yeah, if you right. need to Consulting. get if you need to get like some pumped up. Like I could put on Skillet or Guns N' Roses or yeah, 80s this is rock. a different kind of pump. But up. this is like a you know uh, if you remember in Infinity War, yes, when Thor is at the forge and they make the I don't know what the elf guy he makes the the hammer for him mm-hmm. and he puts it together right, yeah. and then it cuts back to Wakanda, and they're having this epic band you know epic yeah. uh, battle right there, yeah, good versus evil, right, and they're losing until and Thor then all gets of a there. sudden you hear this music, bum, bum, yeah, yeah. Bum, bum. It takes you right to that moment. And then all of a sudden you've got the superhero landing and Thor, yeah. you know, comes in. And you turn that – I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. Like oh, the movie going through my head. And it makes you feel like, oh, I can go take this on right yeah, now. Yeah, I every, love it. Every so often you need you need something like that. I love that. That's a first for us. So, so you decided <laughs> to go with playlists versus just one playlist. And then from there it kind of let our audience see behind the – Behind the Wizard of Oz, the curtain, the things that are in that in the Heal playlist. The layer. Drive things we say. I love it. Say. So That's good. Right. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's right. Yeah, I could have used that for the things. Well, very powerful. So good to have I, you. I, I did not. I will say this for the record: this is the first time that we've ever talked about the Avengers on the show, yes. and it doesn't it's surprise me that uh, that Brian Huddleston, all the way from per year, did I get that per right? Year. Stopping at at uh, Charlie's Quick Market. Quick Mart. What what would what, what, what would you get there on the way back to school? Zima. <laughs> no, a, a, a yoo-hoo and some Fritos. What would Smirnoff. you? Smirnoff. What would you get? 
I didn't have a whole lot of money. Back <laughs> yeah, then. me neither. That's Same why I month. said a Yoo-Hoo and a, and some Cheetos. Yeah, so I'd say maybe cheap beer. Cheap beer. There you go. From per <laughs> year to Charlie's Quick Mart. And, and a moon pie. And a moon pie. Oh, wow. And a moon pie to Murray State to all the way to Nashville. Now leading the home team Dev Digital and the yes. Freedom to Build. Yes. Brian, it's uh, it's been great having you on the show. For, so for Tyler and for John, I'm Colby Jubinville, and this is the Go Consulting Podcast. Boom. Oh.